podcasting to you from the... Uh, where do I live again? <laughs> This is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from this... Not seaside town of Edmonds, Washington, but from the foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am celebrating the Eagles win in my sing-songy disaster of an intro. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I'm from Hood River, Oregon, doing the intro a second time, Andrew Hoffman. Andrew Hoffman. We've had a little bit of technical glitches on the first go-round. You said you've made it another time around the sun. Happy birthday, my good friend. Thank you very much. And Facebook no longer updates me about your birthday. The only thing Facebook was good for, literally. Correct. Okay. They've even failed on that. uh, You know, whatever software management program used by my dentist sent out a birthday greeting today. So maybe you need dental office software. I mean, you know, that's not a bad idea. If I could, every customer I ever sold a car to, if I just had their birthday information, like in my phone, where I could text them happy birthday, it'd be huge. It's a great idea. It's called a, it's called a database. But I'd have to put it together myself, and I have not been able to do that yet. So uh, disappointed that that was like literally the only thing Facebook was good for. I'm going to have to delete it again. This is this comes down to it. So it's still on there. I mean, you could still find out. Oh, but it's but, hidden. It's hidden under like timelines underneath yeah, timelines underneath some sort of an ad. It's weird. Just in the time I was gone and, and I've come back, it's a weird place now. There, yeah. I, I've shared things like I have a bajillion friends, like three hundred and something, maybe even four hundred and something friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I share something, not one like. Not a single comment. It's like, and I'm not even like offended. Like, hey, what you're or thinking? Like, what I'm sharing is crappy. I just don't think anybody's seeing it. Now, now, Facebook is punishing you for years of inactivity. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, I guess. But they're I, like, you're not a good content producer. You know, your millennial friends in Seattle don't want to see baby pictures. They hate children. <laughs> We will show them more pictures of food. It's not true, though. Uh, listeners to this <laughs> podcast, a lot of my friends, or of, of my friends, or people who listen to this podcast, don't hate children. And p- people at my church, they, they don't hate children. My family doesn't hate children. But still, I'm not trying to share just baby pictures either. I, I see what you did there, your little, little ninja trick. <laughs> Back to the important things at hand, though. Well, no. See, I don't think I saw your... Because I, I have seen posts from you, but you know I don't think I've seen these recent ones. Then yeah, posted I've posted a couple times. Uh, once yeah. was a uh, kind of a cool uh, Land Rover thing. Another one was uh, about uh, giving away things to the poor, and another one was a friend of mine. Oh, that's really not 
That's not Facebook material <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> what another one was my friend stopping in Kilkenny, you know, Ireland, and taking a lot of pictures and tagging me in it. I mean, that's that's awesome. No, no response. That is awesome. I thought you know, you'd like got, to see that. You'd upload I, this. I keep I keep intending to stop next to the, you know, uh, road sign for Corbett, Oregon. <laughs> Take a picture. Exit 22 on I-84. Take a picture of it and send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we did, we digress. Facebook is a steaming pile of garbage. I'm not sure what happened or if it ever was any better, but it's downright atrocious at this point. The only thing it's good for is sharing some wackadoodle stories. Oh, and while we're on that topic, you don't you're not mm-hmm. on you're not on Twitter. I am uh, now. Half the people I follow. I have to, like, literally, I open a Twitter app on my phone or on my iPad or whatever. I'm scrolling through Twitter, and these people I follow, it says, uh, content deemed sensitive material. Click here to change the settings so you can see what this person says. This is literally a person I have decided to follow. Right. Uh, He tends to be very anti-war, is a former U.S. Mm. soldier, and makes tons of anti-war tweets. Totally can't see his posts. So then I click on it, and it takes me outside of the app to the browser, and then it has me sign in so that I can change the settings. And I don't even—I still don't know how to do that. Hmm. So it's weird. I have to. So I have to go. I've decided to follow a person. Right. I want to see what this person's posting. Twitter has decided. No, you don't. No, you do, no, you don't want to follow that guy. And if you do. You got to go through the three steps process to be able to see because we don't think you should be following him at all. So I'd love to hear updates on either my Twitter, which I would highly doubt, but Revelations Radio News Twitter. If it ever becomes sensitive material, please let us know so that we can understand what we're up against here. But uh, yeah, that it's they've really jumped the shark. Hey, you want to follow these people? Well, maybe don't follow these people. If if and, the internet was like its current state back in uh, mid 2000s mm-hmm. I would still not know that 9-11 was an inside job interesting mm, interesting you think that's true I mean it feels like reddit see but reddit's under I keep, I'm a big reddit proponent which is hilarious it means I waste entirely too much time on there there's no such thing as a reddit proponent there's people who waste their lives on reddit but they're under they're they're under control. They have been it's been proven time and time again that especially in the last three to four years it, it's been quite neutralized. Uh, the Donald, which is a subreddit of Reddit on Reddit right. called, called the Donald, that are Trump followers, continually post active proof that things will hit massive amounts of upvotes from Donald Trump supporters and will still not make the front page. Right. Uh, stuff that's important or you know is uh, damaging to the Democratic Party, massive upvotes still doesn't make the front page. So they are totally in the pocket of uh, of uh, of somebody who's uh, liberal leaning. So anyway, I, but you got to know where to look there. And then other than that, you're kind of out of luck. You got 4chan, which I mean, it's every now and then you can actually get crowdfunded information from 4chan, but you have to like scroll through some of the <laughs> worst like you know there's nudity and pornography and just strangeness it's just you know 
Um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting place now, this internet. Maybe we should, uh, we should all, you know, go back to the walled garden of AOL, you know? We <laughs> send me a, send me a chat. Send me a chat, Andrew. Send me an instant message. Yeah. Well, except they retired that. There is no more aim. I was just talking to Ashley about this the other day. Do you remember, uh, Nextel? Nextel. That was the phones that were like walkie-talkies. It was like so cool. You could push a button like, hey. <laughs> yes, I Digg- do. Yep. Diggity. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. Oh, anyway. It's like you don't actually have to call someone. So we're off to a great start here. Not a lot of stories. We decided it was going to be a short show. Had audio difficulties. Had to start the show twice. And now before getting to any kind of semblance of a story, I've taken us literally on four tangents just stream of consciousness that's that's all right today you know my birthday will now be associated with the largest uh as measured in points stock market drop in history not by percentage but by just point total 11 11 it uh between 301 p.m eastern which when it was down about 300 by 3.11 p.m., about 10 minutes later, uh, it was down 1,600. Wow. You've got so, my attention. I'm ready to, to talk more about this. Uh, this article from Bloomberg, robo-advisor websites crashed, cutting off access to accounts. Mm. Robo-advisors haven't had much experience with market routes. When confronted with one on Monday, they struggled. The websites of two of the country's biggest robo-advisors, Wealthfront Inc. and Betterment LLC, crashed as the S&P 500 index sank 4.1%. Complaints quickly spread across Reddit and other internet sites from people who had trouble logging on, onto their accounts and has evidence of that. Outages were also reported at incumbent unlo- online brokerages, Vanguard Group, and Charles Schwab Corporation. All right. So the robo-advisor, that's one section. But there's also algorithmically traded funds where there's not a human making the decisions. It's it's an algorithm, obviously, that people have designed. Um, and we've seen flash crashes before, which to me, they're not calling this a flash crash. But to me, dropping 1,300 points in 10 minutes... Uh, that's a flash crash. Yeah, seems seems like it to me. So, uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, kind of curious to see uh, a an interesting coincidence. Uh, do you know what occurrence happened today that uh, some of us conspiracy theorists might find related to the stock market? The new new Federal Reserve chairman was sworn in today. Ah, interesting. So, so Janet is out. Janet is out. And who's in? Some schlub that you know supposedly was just like Janet. You know, very establishment choice. Um, but just an interesting coincidence that that happened on his first day. When the, you know, the housing market and then the stock market was crashing in the late, 
you know, 2008, 2009. I think it bottomed out in, in 2009. Is that right? Yes. Right around there. Do you remember what number it stopped on? 666. Okay. Uh, the headline on Drudge last Friday was negative 666. Because <laughs> it had gone down 666 points. And... You know, if it was perfect symmetry, I would say, like, well, it should have, like, the run-up should have ended on an increase of 666 points, you know, to kind of mark both ends of the market. But interesting nonetheless. I don't think Bitcoin, um, partially because I think it's, you know, there's there's not really one agreed-upon Bitcoin quote place. You'll find different quotes, different places. Pretty close to, you know, six thousand six hundred today. Wasn't it nine? Wasn't it nineteen thousand? Like it, it was nineteen thousand. It was almost twenty thousand. Like four weeks ago. Yeah, the good old days. Back when we started doing the show again, I just by talking about Bitcoin, I did not even purchase any. I still crashed it. <laughs> well. You know, I don't really have any conclusions other than, uh, you know, when 666 is involved, uh, you know whose territory it is. And it's not uh, it's not Donald Trump's stock market. I would say it's more in the uh, Hillary Clinton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, in the El, El Diablo <clears throat> category there, the, the world of mammon. Wow. Wow. What a trip. But uh Let's do some uh, a little lighter fare. Okay. In case uh, in the exercise of duties, even as uh, ill-intentioned as they are. But the president's use of this, uh, the president's decision, for example, I'm going to release the memo, even though the FBI says it's inaccurate, even though the Department of Justice says it's reckless. Uh, and, and what's more, I've made that decision without even reading it. Uh, that could be evidence of the president's intent to Well, the president did say he read the memo. Well, at the time, he said, apparently, uh, to a member during the State of the Union, he hadn't read the memo. At least that's what the White House was saying. You know, you talked about this strategy to discredit the Mueller investigation. Is it working? Well, I don't think it's working uh, in the sense that uh, people have a lot of confidence in Bob Mueller. Uh, but it is impeaching the FBI. And the problem with this, and, and this is, I think, at the heart of the department's concern is if you have a neighbor who's buying fertilizer, lots of fertilizer, but has no yard, and you have concerns about it, uh, and you want to call the FBI, you're now going to wonder, is that FBI uh, going to hold my name in confidence or this information in confidence? What if this becomes politicized? Sources are going to dry up because of what the Republicans on this committee are doing now. There's a compact between our committee and the intelligence community. You give us your deepest held secrets, we will hold them in good confidence. We won't abuse them. Uh, they're going to share a lot less with us now, and other sources of information are going to uh, decide not to share with the FBI because they can't rely on our committee not to be partisan in the handling of that information. And that's a deep disservice, which ultimately makes the country less safe. There you go. Did you follow the logic there? Uh, yeah. If you okay, release so, more information, then people are going to be less safe. Uh, and specifically, your neighbors are going to start buying fertilizer and bombing places. So, 
you know, it's it, clear connections. Yes, yeah. Eight, you know, one plus one equals two there. You sure he's so, not related to Peter Schiff? This seems like almost a Schiff, Schiffian story about the market of fertilizer bombs about to crash. No. Okay, sorry. No. Uh, but I was saying there's also a fake news story out there about uh, Peter, uh, now I'm saying Peter Schiff, but Adam Schiff's sister being married to George Soros's son. Um, also not related. Or true? That's, yeah, that's not true. Okay. Second so. story? Meanwhile, on the other side of Capitol Hill, in the House of Representatives, efforts continue there as well to inject more oversight into the NSA's surveillance programs and the top-secret FISA court. One of those members of Congress leading the effort is Adam Schiff from California. He joined me earlier, and I asked him how his reforms to the FISA court will protect America's First and Fourth Amendment rights. Well, I think they'll have the cumulative impact of making the FISA court much more transparent so the American people can understand uh, what's being done in their name, in the name of uh, national security, so that we can have a more informed debate over the balance between privacy and security. I think this can be accomplished while also maintaining uh, sources and methods uh, and not compromising some of the very real national security concerns at stake. Uh, it also will mean, in terms of the appointment of FISA judges, a more diverse set of judges than those that were chosen by the Chief Justice alone. Uh, it'll mean that American people during that vetting process of Senate confirmation have a better sense of where those judges stand on Fourth Amendment issues. Uh, it will mean that uh, through the declassification of opinions, we get a sense more of the constitutional principles involved uh, and how the courts are interpreting provisions of law. Uh, and then finally, I think the, the opinions themselves will benefit by having an adversarial process uh, in key cases where the court has the benefit of hearing the other side, of seeing opposing case law. Uh, so all of these, I think, will improve public confidence in the system and can be accomplished without compromising national security. Uh, last Okay. Uh, first of all, what TV network was Adam Schiff speaking on back then in 2003? This, was, oh, this one was just from 2003? Yep. That I just played? Yep. Well, I already know the answer. Yeah. Russia Today. So there's Adam Schiff in 2003 talking about FISA transparency <laughs> and wanting to make the opinions public yeah. declassify declassify opinions and and now he's saying we can't even have a memo about uh, fisa court abuses or your neighbor's going to blow you up with fertilizer i mean these people are crazy the, the 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 democratic party freaking out about this memo release has been just it's actually been infuriating to hear them talk like well this is gonna it's gonna it's gonna uh you know, release classified information that could get people killed, you know, our assets undercover. It's like, whoa, wait a second. This is not like a, a you know, this is, this is not a, you know, Jason Bourne film where, you know, there's a USB drive with all the names of the undercover assets around the world or something that they're releasing. And right. meanwhile, that's the narrative is, oh, we're releasing classified information that might be damaging to the Democratic Party is the only answer. <laughs> but instead, it's it might be life or death for so many other you know of our beloved fbi services this whole then all of a sudden now the democrats are patriotic we gotta protect national security yeah it um and related to the memo which you hear 
both the uh, nothing burger talking points and the Western civilization will end if the memo is released talking which, which points been from released. the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Carter Page, and this was broken down um, on the No Agenda podcast. I haven't listened to all the most recent one, but uh, John C. Dvorak was breaking down his background, which has spook written all over it. Um, and this separate article uh, in March 2016 Carter Page was an FBI employee so this comes from uh, it's posted on a, a conservative blog but I did a little digging and in Carter Page's testimony he refers to being outed by BuzzFeed and another story as the you know anonymous FBI informant in cases against these uh, Russians. So the whole excuse for the FISA warrant, which you get to look at not just who they're talking to, but uh, or you get to look at all the communications of the people they're talking to. So, you know, as long as you can get within seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, you can listen to and go back and listen to all Kevin Bacon stuff, for example. Right. So, I mean, that means if if somebody gives a warrant to, to spy on me, um, they could listen to your wife's phone calls. Right. Yep. And, um, and you know, ongoing into the future and backwards. So, I don't think Carter Page was really... I think Carter Page is just kind of the throw-in excuse for the spying that was already happening and you know, they already wanted to do because we we've talked about this previously with the, um, the reconstruction of a case, right? So the NSA, you know, is letting even local law enforcement have access to some of this stuff. Like, Hey, this, we heard this drug dealer talking. Um, so then they go arrest them and then they reconstruct a case about how they figured it out. This is the same thing that's happening. So the Carter Page thing is just a reconstruction using their own asset, um, which is why he hasn't been charged with anything, to say, oh, no, this was what led us into the Russian investigation. Okay, so you and I are both on the same page as what's going on with the memo, but we may have listeners who don't. International listeners, a couple other listeners... Can, can you give a, a kindergarten brief rundown? Sure. So the the memo is specifically about the FISA court uh, warrant that was issued to spy on Carter Page and the Trump administration. And the way that they got um, the warrant was they said... Uh, you know, Carter Page is a Russian agent. Like we're we're sure of it. Uh, look, here's this steel dossier. Which you know they didn't call it that, but they took uh, copied and pasted from that, um, and then they verified that by a Yahoo News story, uh, which, by the way, was leaked by Christopher Steele. So it was the same information, just put out in two different ways. They were presenting it as, you know, 
oh, look, here's another source that found the same thing. As if Yahoo News does any original reporting whatsoever. Sounds, sounds like the way ESPN does things nowadays. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, that's not even a, like a, a shot at ESPN. That's literally what they're doing now. So some, yeah. some talking head gets on ESPN and says, hey, you know, I heard that this might be happening with this player. Perfect example, the Golden State Warriors uh, LeBron James thread. Which, it may sound like I'm digressing for those of you who aren't sports fans, but here's the way the news media works at this point. Some talking head somewhere, I believe it started on ESPN, says that they were talking to someone who is close to LeBron James who said, you know, he's looking at his options to end the year and he may go to the Golden State Warriors. So then (laughs) you get three or four other people who pick that story up on ESPN and crossfire-like shows begin to talk about it back and forth, talking heads. But you continue to bring the programming back to that note, no matter which sports show's on, whether it's Sports Center, whether it's Pardon the Interruption, whether it's all these other different shows that are on ESPN, they continue to bring that part, back, that, that uh, rumor back up until somebody quotes the story. It ends up at the front page of the you know, LA Times website, and they say, you know, LeBron James may come, and then every, and then ESPN circles right back and quotes the LA Times story, even though the LA Times story is literally quoting the rumor that they made up earlier that day. This all happens until you get to the final end of the story, where some poor schlub has to ask LeBron James, "Do you plan <laughs> to go to join Golden State afterwards?" and gets one of the, you know, all-time greatest death looks. Like, where are you guys coming up with this stuff? It's unbelievable. It's made up fake news. But meanwhile, the entire network, all kinds of people up, you know, around the country, Twitter and everybody else, have all been talking about this thing all day that was literally made up on the <laughs> this rumor right. mill yeah. earlier that day. This, I mean, you can document this. This happened. This was four or five days ago on ESPN. This is literally a thing that happened. And I'm beginning to believe that just because I happen to know a couple things about sports and how far ESPN has devolved, that this is also how the mainstream media works. They just create this echo chamber, and then once it gets out there, somebody else picks it up and runs it, and they quote the original source, which is you, but then you just pick it up and put their name on it and say, sources at LA Times say blah, blah, blah. And it's just a recycling of the news. It's, it's maddening yeah. to watch. LeBron James is not going to join the Golden State Warriors. And those of you who aren't sports fans, the Golden State Warriors at this moment are the most loaded basketball team probably in the history of the NBA. And to add the second greatest player in history onto that team would be catastrophic for the entire sport. But it's also just like patently insane. There's no way you could pay right. all of those players. And there's not, there's way too many egos. And who would, who would hold the ball on a team like this? It's just ridiculous. Um... But that's you know the level that we're at now. Some guy starts a rumor, and then they it, it runs for three days. Then they quote it, and some guy has to stick a microphone in front of LeBron James' face and ask him a stupid question. Here we are. It's the exact same thing. The only difference is it's the Russia collusion story. It's yeah. it's the uh, the FISA memo story. It's the you know uh, Hillary well, Clinton I- didn't cheat out of the election story. You know failed out of the election. Sorry, I'm in rant. Well. I think uh, I think Carter Page was a plant, and I think Papadopoulos was a plant. Yeah, I mean, they, 
it's not like these were like Trump people going way back, you know. Uh, it's like volunteer level campaign people, and uh, you know, campaigns. The Trump campaign wasn't known. It didn't have like the mega Clinton machine behind it. It's got. It was a pretty you know ad hoc operation in a lot of ways. And back in the Ron Paul for president days, I was, uh, you know, named the city uh, president of the Ron Paul for president campaign because they had literally no one else, (laughs) you know, with no like uh, background check. It's like, oh, you're willing to like host a meeting. Okay, Uh, there you go. You're in charge of the campaign in that area. Congratulations. Well, now we know so why he the, lost. No, I'm just kidding. The, the, the fact that... Uh, he lost the Yakima vote. The, the fact that, uh, you know, a volunteer staff person did something, which it, it sounds like what they were trying to do was to get um, someone else to take a meeting or fly to Russia or do these different things. Um, so essentially, if you would have been caught flying to moscow and talking to a russian <laughs> diplomat then the uh and ron paul's campaign yeah you know, he had, would, had russian collusion but it, it it would be extremely easy to to form that tangential um link to a campaign you know by saying oh yeah they're they're on the staff. Well, they're a volunteer staff person. You're not really on someone's staff unless they're paying you money. Agreed. Um, and then, yeah, have that be a, a person who, because they're saying, oh, you know, Carter Page has been under surveillance since 2013. Uh, well, he hasn't been charged with anything yet. And so another explanation for why he hasn't been charged is he's actually an asset, not a not a target of investigation. So, anyway. I've heard he also likes vodka. <laughs> so, there's that. There's that. You got anything? Uh, this one was interesting. Uh, Baltimore cops kept toy guns to plant just in case they shot unarmed people. Oh. Which is an interesting story, how that kind of developed out. I'll throw that one in the show notes, but... The title kind of says it all. You have to read through. It's a little bit more complicated than that. There was another uh, thing I wanted to mention here. Let's see. It's now clear that Obama and Hillary represent a gangsterization of the U.S. government and Democratic Party, and the media are their protectors. I thought that was an interesting tweet from uh, Dinesh DeSouza, but it just talks about the uh, warrantless wiretapping that was taking place with Obama, uh, you know, surveilling the Trump campaign and Hillary kind of backing that. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the media just uh, thinks it's fine. Oh, yeah. The, the the real issue is that Trump has been unable to prove that he did not collude with Russia. <laughs> so I thought this was really interesting. Uh, another one on Twitter. When, the, when I first saw this video come out, I thought this is a really wonderful video and i can't believe that someone has done this uh did you happen to see all of the concussions and of the 2017 football season video 
No. I encourage you to watch that. It will, of course, be in the show notes. It would not translate very well to uh, audio, but I do encourage you to watch it. it he, he did it in a very uh, artistic manner. He kind of took some of the concussions and put them backwards. So you actually see the results and then kind of the impact and then the way the play developed. It kind of takes, you know, as someone who was so used to the movements and the machinations of football, it put it felt somewhat foreign to me. So I was a little bit more able to notice the impacts. Um, anyway, all this just to say that it's a kind of a powerful little video. Um, and of course, I click on it and think, well, whoever did this is a brilliant man. And I, I really like the way this has been done. Guy's name is Josh Bagley. We've talked about him on the show probably once every fifty shows. I've even emailed him to try and do a interview before. This is mm. the this is the drone stream guy. Oh this wow! Is, this is the guy who tweeted every single drone strike that was recorded for a period of one or two years. He tweeted every U.S. drone strike location and number of people killed. Um, so anyway, check out that video. I did notice it was produced by Laura Poitras, which got my interest peaked a bit but uh you know he's been known to do some pretty good work so uh that's uh, definitely a reason to uh you know but at least check that video out before you put kids into football i don't know that uh you know this is something i'm gonna have to deal with you probably won't but uh you know someday soon i'm gonna have to have a football conversation about powder puff football yeah yeah i guess it's possible <laughs> Uh, this is kind of just to add a related note to the, to the Super Bowl. I would never say that God was for the Patriots or that God was for the Eagles, but I did find it at least interesting that uh, one of the Eagles players was baptized on Thursday before the Super Bowl. Um, first time being baptized, corporate worship is a beautiful thing. Reborn in Jesus' name is this tweet that goes out. And you look at the picture of all the people standing around, you got probably... I don't know, 10, 12 guys, including Nick Foles, standing around praying for someone who had just been baptized. Well, Nick Nick Foles is part-time seminary student. There. That's correct, so. and he's hoping to be a pastor once he gets done with uh, playing football. So I just thought that was interesting. I think that... Uh, well, Car- Carson Wentz led a Bible study the whole time he was at North Dakota State also. Exactly. Um, so again, I don't think God is for either team, but I do think when a when players come together on a off the field setting that's like a religious setting um not even religious but like just a you know a spiritual setting you know where people are open with each other and encouraging each other along yeah, i think it creates a different form of a bond of a team it's not just mm-hmm. like one authoritarian who's over one all-knowing evil emperor over 52 men oh sorry who <laughs> <laughs> Who benched his Star best player. cornerback to prove a point? I'm not sure what that was all about, yeah. but there you go. Uh, Trump rips deep state over FISA memo. The other question is: Will the FBI gate help rein in the deep state? Do you think this is going to have any uh, impact on the deep state, Andrew? Um, let's take some. Uh Words of wisdom from the onion, Tim. Uh, FBI warns Republican memo could undermine faith in massive, unaccountable government secret agencies. <laughs> Perfect way to end the show. I like it. Stressing that such an action would be highly reckless, FBI Director Christopher Ray warned Thursday that releasing the Nunez men- 
memo could potentially undermine faith in the massive, unaccountable government secret agencies of the United States. <laughs> Making this memo public will almost certainly impede our ability to conduct clandestine activities operating outside any legal or judicial system on an international scale, said Ray, noting that it was essential that mutual trust exists between the American people and the vast, mysterious cabal given free reign to use any tactics necessary to conduct surveillance on U.S. citizens or subvert religious and political groups. If we take away the people's faith in this shadowy monolith, exempt from any consequences, all that's left is an extensive network of rogue, unelected intelligence officers carrying out extrajudicial missions for a variety of subjective and occasionally personal reasons. At press time, Ray confirmed the massive, unaccountable government secret agencies were unaware of any wrongdoing for violating constitutional rights. So, I enjoyed that from The Onion. I agree. That's awesome. That is a uh, good question. It's not like they have faith in the deep state anyway. People don't. Um, but hopefully this curbs it. I doubt it. That's, I guess, wishful thinking. Words of wisdom from, me, from you for this uh, upcoming week, Mr. Andrew? Oh, I've, I don't know that I have any words of wisdom tonight. Go Seahawks. On to the next season. <laughs> We're on to 2018. We're on to 2018. Here comes the rest of the dramatic, drama-filled NBA season that clearly oh. is only going to have one team as the champion yeah. at the end of it. I mean, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. Especially when LeBron joins. You know what I'm talking about here? <laughs> Let's just why even let's just have the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. Why even have an, a league? Could you let's imagine that? One, I mean, let's he, just have one super team and one bunch of white schlubs he's, to play against. Them. He's literally the one person who could take more crap than Kevin Durant for joining that team. Oh yeah, I mean, he would, he would, he would never live it down. The no. the MJ comparisons would immediately stop. So uh, he could. I could see him going and playing for the Lakers. Or the Rockets uh, or so many other teams. But the, yeah. uh, the, the not the Golden State Warriors. It's just fake no. news, folks. It's fake news. Um, thanks for listening. We decided to do a, a short show. Hey, it, it, it was better, better than nothing, people. No complaining. <laughs> Hopefully it was better than nothing. We almost took a break, but we wanted to keep the, the habit going. Uh, thanks for thanks for sticking with us. I hope you guys have a great week. Just remember, Super Bowl is not real. The is the Nasdaq is the S and P real? What's the position uh, of this show here? I'd say it's it's well. I mean, if, if virtual is real, sure. It, there's a lot of fake money out there. It's a lot of fake money out there. So. If you're not getting rich off Bitcoin in the next 20 years, it's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, somebody I don't know posted, if those are words of wisdom. No, somebody posted that on my Facebook feed. And I just thought, this might be the high water mark, ladies and gentlemen. This is yeah. the uh, Florida strippers with three mortgages mark. Yeah, when uh, credit card companies are having to crack down on people buying Bitcoin with their credit cards that's a problem again we don't know anything about bitcoin and every time 
either Andrew or I have invested in anything, it's either gone stagnant or decreased. So yeah, take, take well, all these with I, a grain of salt. Uh, Andrew, has, I do apologize for killing Bitcoin just by talking about it. So <laughs> just by talking about purchasing it, not even purchasing it. Without further ado, we'll get out of here. We won't let Andrew Hoffman and his Midas touch touch any more valuable things. Yes, at, at least tonight. Beware, housing market. I'm looking at you. (laughs) A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com. And thank you for your support of this podcast.